Well, hello everybody. Hello and welcome to Essex Church, where this gathered community of Kensington Unitarians meets regularly each week. We're here today to celebrate Christmas in traditional ways, with singing and silence, listening to words both contemporary and ancient that tell, that tell of the birth of the Christ child, of the strength of innocence and the power of the vulnerable. And we're also here, I think, to reclaim, to reclaim the mythic and symbolic elements in Christmas traditions that call out at this dark time of the year for light and warmth and good cheer for gathering together with others. So may the candles we light remind us of the glowing love within the heart. May the carols we sing uplift our spirits and renew our hope and vision. May special moments that we spend together during Christmas time strengthen the bonds of caring between us, both at this time and throughout the year. Now we will not be short of singing in our carol service today.
those of you who've known um, this community of Kensington Unitarians for some time will know that we engage in lively theological debate. And uh, I invite you to do that very thing with yourself now as we sing our next carol. Often Unitarians change the words slightly, but today, no, we're singing the holly and the ivy in all its theological glory. story as told first in the Gospel of Luke and then in Matthew's Gospel. And it came to pass in those days 
that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go, even into Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Hear the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor, that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, so that it came and stood over where the young child was. 
When they saw the star, they rejoiced and were exceedingly glad. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country by another way. Unto us a child is born. The remarkable thing, she says, about the Christmas story is the change it represents in human thought. The God who had created the earth in six days, who had brought plagues of frogs and flies and locusts and darkness and the death of the firstborn children of Egypt, who had parted the Red Sea and handed down the stone tablets of the law, that God is gone from the story. A new story tells of the same God who needs a humble young woman and the long months of patient waiting and the human process of birth to bring divinity into the world. That is the part of this quiet story that can still speak to us. Christmas reminds us that the truly divine, the gifts of the Spirit, can only enter the world through us. Christmas reminds us that spirit is more than inner feeling. It must be made incarnate in the world as truth spoken, as beauty created, as love and compassion given. Deep joy comes in feeling the quiet, secret movement of the child within us. But the greater joy, and what we are called to do, 
is to labour to bring forth that child and let it live in the world. The story may be part history, but to me it is primarily myth. The difference between history and myth is not that one is true and the other is not, but that history is the story of something that happened once thousands of years ago in a faraway country to people we do not know. And myth? Myth is the story that happens now, here, in this very place, to every one of us, over and over again. To ask if a myth is true is to ask if the notes on a printed page are music. One can only answer by playing by singing the music. A few births are easy. Children arrive almost before we know it. The right words are there on the tip of our tongue. The simple loving act was done spontaneously, almost without thought. But most births are truly acts of labor. Some are long and difficult and filled with pain. When the child is born, there are thousands of Herods around us who would slay it through violence or neglect or indifference. Yet our fear of Herod is overcome by the joy of the birth. Rejoice, rejoice, for unto us a child is born. And the story of Christmas tells us that we too are part of the holiness of creation. Words from Barbara Roder.
we sing are echoes of the years of our lives. Christmas visitors bringing with them memories of other scenes, of other times, of other people, of us, ourselves, in other guises. We have sung these same songs in the childhood which abides in us still. We have sung them in young love, in the naive dream of an eternity of Christmases. We have sung these songs to drown our hurt and to amplify joy. If, in this season, we find that we are of many shifting moods, it can only be because we have lived a life of many moods, each recreated in the play of Christmas. We may need to sit quietly and stare into the distance. We cannot always sing. And the spirit needs freedom to wander, to revisit old regrets, and to remember joy, returning then to remind us from whence we came, singing old songs in new places. We sing together in harmony of our humanness, remembering with each singing of these songs. The Shortest Day by Susan Cooper So the shortest day came and the year died. And everywhere down the centuries of the snow-white world came people dancing, singing, to drive the dark away. They lighted candles in the winter trees. They hung their homes with evergreen. They burned beseeching fires all night long to keep the year alive. When the new day's sunshine blazed awake, they shouted, reveling, to all across the centuries. You can hear them echoing behind us. Listen. All the long echoes sing the same delight, this shortest day and longest night. As promise awakens in the sleeping land, they carol, feast, give thanks, and dearly love their friends and hope for peace. And so do we, here now, this year and every year, welcome you.
to the world need not be grand or expensive or cleverly wrapped. Our gift to the world is surely our humanity, with all its flaws and foibles, our willingness to be real, to touch and to be touched, to admit our mistakes and confusions and irritations and to begin again in love, over and over again. Let us be generous givers of such priceless gifts and may warmth and light be with you in the weeks ahead. Go well. Amen. And blessed be.